to the Batmobile. Let's go. Atomic batteries to power. Turbines to speed. Roger. Ready to move out. Holy smokes, Batman. It's Gaggle of Geeks on 2SER. the sweet sound of geese honking and that can mean only one thing and what is that talia latia it is time to talk all things geek and pop culture while i sing it it's not time to sing it it's time to talk it we can sing it we can definitely sing it (laughs) i'm sophie lie um, I'm Tali Olatia. And this is a 2SCR podcast where we pretty much gas bag about all the things that's happening in pop and geek culture Absolutely across we the do. week. Although this seems to be more of a month, across the month right now. Yeah. Because yeah. we've been away sick and we're back now, but a lot has happened. Like a lot. It really has. But I feel like we have to start with the biggest and probably the best news that happened this week, Tali. The biggest and best is that, um, well, I've decided, um, <laughs> RuPaul's Drag Race Australia has been announced. So, you know, everyone's favourite RuPaul's Drag Race is coming to Australia. Not sure how, not sure if Mama Ru will be involved, not sure in the format or what's going on, but in some way, shape, form or capacity, RuPaul's Drag Race is coming down under which i think is going to be really interesting drag race down under it's already got a name like it will be the same i mean it's just the formats that's been sold to uh, itv australia so they're producing it um but they don't have a distributor yet so um i am betting it's going to probably stan yeah yeah like stan makes sense because that's where the current rupaul's like the american version is mm. and the new uk spin-off is also going to stan yeah. and well they're building... I just like stan makes sense well they're making themselves into a rupaul hub a bit but then exactly. unless they get broadcast right then i'm probably going to say foxtel again because oh that was yep. a whole thing wasn't it <laughs> yeah exactly like, yeah because it did used to be on foxtel it used and now to be on foxtel. yeah and yeah. they had exclusive premiere rights, and I think everyone was so peeved because we couldn't get it until the whole show finished, and yeah. everyone was getting spoilers on Twitter the, like the day yeah. after, and it's like we like, want to watch same time, and then Stan yeah, stepped in, and it's like exactly. we have bought some new rights, we are here for you people. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But the thing is, is like, would SBS take who, it up? Oh, I think Stan has more of a relationship with it. Mm. So, like, Stan to me does make sense. I mean, like, weirdly, I would say SBS would be the next in the running, weirdly. I think that that, again, would make sense to me. Mm. But I don't know. I think the thing that I, like, most, I'm like, who's going to be the host? Mm. Like, because that's what you need. Yeah. Is, is like, if it's not going to be RuPaul, then it has to be someone else who is able to, like, bring it consistently consistently and reality tv judges and hosts are really like what makes or breaks a show like essentially and so you need someone who's strong obviously courtney act is a very obvious option because i mean she's already competed in rupaul's drag race and she 
is quite famous and would have that. She'd have the platform in which to do it. I don't know if she'd be the best host, though. Well, this is the thing. She has constantly gone on reality TV shows and just yep. blown them out of the water. Like yep. when she first came on Idol, didn't get through as a boy, oh got God. through as yes. a girl. Everyone's yep. like, what? What is this? Yep. And then, like, you know, she did Drag Race and then she went on Big Brother Celebrity UK, yep. which she won yep. and had yep. a lot of very interesting conversations and literally was educating yep. the people over there about gender identity, yep. difference between trans and gay, how they're very different. Yep. And and then yep. she came back for Dancing with the Stars here yep. and, like, nailed it with her gender-bending performances. So, yep. like... She has she has form on reality reality yeah. and really. But the thing is, is she a better guest than host? Ooh, like that's my thing about hosts because they have to be entertaining, but not steal the scene in every single scene. Like you, it, it, it's a fine line to be a good host, especially on a show where there is going to be a lot of drama, scene stealing, things happening, rah, 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 stuff like that. Mm. Is Yes, she is an ex, like, yes, she's excellent talent and I will not take away that, like, I am entertained by her. I like seeing her perform. But when she does it, to me, she is the star and the talent. Whereas I feel like with a host, you kind of have to play that line of Mm. being there, being somewhat, like, independent, not being too outspoken because like that's the thing with RuPaul is like she gives life lessons but she's not in your face about it like in Ooh. a really huge big performancey way not- it's more like a subtle talk I don't know it's it's a weird yeah I feel like lately she's trying to embrace her Oprah side a lot more yeah, and you're, yeah. You were getting it a lot more. Just yeah. like, <laughs> let's talk yeah. about all your deepest and darkest feelings. But, and I think that that has since been that, like, the show has been recognised by the Emmys. Like, we're on mm. the, what, 12th, 13th, 14th, 15th? I don't know. I get confused with the all-star rounds that, like, what season we're on. But, we're, like, it's been around for quite a while. Over a and it's only now. now that it's picking up the, like, it's it's popular in the sense that it's moving more into the mainstream. Yeah. And so that probably is in line with RuPaul becoming more of an Oprah. Like, now I've got a platform and people are listening. This is a let me teach you, like, moment. Mm. But, yeah, I don't know. I'm also like a, it, like, it was so contained for so long and now it just feels like it's just sprouted all of a sudden and there are all these other spin-offs that I'm a little bit concerned that, you know, as we've said before, it be- can become very overwhelming that it was literally going like, okay, season, all-stars season, another season, another oh. season that you kind of became a bit tireless. Now you're going to have all these spin-offs. I'm just a little bit concerned that, you know, people are going to become exhausted and give up. Well... This is a thing, though. That was very set for an American audience, the original RuPaul series, and they do yeah. have they already do have formats in I think Thailand as well. Uh, so, yeah. like, and it's now being sold to Australia. And the thing about Australia is, our queens are quite different. Like, we have a very interesting legacy of drag queens. Like, we've got Priscilla, Queen of the Desert, and then we've got like a lot of older queens in that kind of category. And then you've got. Um, the like 
we've got amazing Indigenous drag queens as well who kind of are, yeah. go through the Black Divas kind of thing. And then you've got your, yeah. you know, your the ones that you see on your your your, your gay scenes in the big cities as well. Yeah. And they're all very, very different. So yeah. I feel like it should it'll be interesting. I don't know how big pageants are here as they are in the US either. Yeah. yeah. So could be interesting of the kind of queens that we do get. Yes. And this is what I went to speak like funnily enough, timing wise, um last Friday in Melbourne they had a comedy queens. So it was like more well-known queens from the Drag Race series. So we had Bob the Drag Queen and mm. Miss Vanjie. FYI, <gasps> Miss Vanjie was terrible live. It oh, was no. atrocious. Yeah. Oh, just I do not know what was going on. It was just like they all have these like 10-minute sets of which they can pretty much do anything, do a dance, sing a lip sync song do some comedy kind of thing mm. i thought bob the drag queen was hilarious like i laughed throughout that whole thing well, she's and a this stand-up energy, comic by trade though isn't yeah she? exactly but like comedic timing for days like interacting with the audience a real performer mm. um but then miss vanjie it was weird because she kind of just got these two guys up and was like do a twerking competition. And so I was just like, well, that's not you. That's just two guys from the audience. Um, and then she didn't even do her signature Miss Vanjie, Miss Vanjie move as she left. Like she went to and then everyone got excited and then she didn't. And it was just like the, mo- the moment the show finished, there was a real murmur that, oh, that like Vanjie was the worst, which is, I don't know, maybe she just wasn't feeling it that night. Anyway, I digress because they had a <laughs> lot of those stars like your Willems and your whatnots. Mm-hmm. Um but then they also had like some of the Melbourne drag queens and like one of the more popular ones um, who was also hosting is um, Karen from Finance. Best name. And so, yeah, and so with that and like Karen from Finance with the other queens that had been on Drag Race, like she didn't look out of place. So it wasn't as if you, there was a standard that you felt mm. that, you know, the one – the the ones who had competed at were at a higher level. Um, so, I mean, there's absolutely no doubt that Australia has talent. Um, that should be the name of a TV show. What? Um, but, Copyright? But, what? Yeah. But in that sense too, it will like it'll be interesting how they cast it, who they'll get, the judges, because they'll have to have like the Michelle Visage kind of judge. Who's that going to be? Um, because that really worked on the chemistry that she has with Rue. So is it going to be whoever's judge is, is like a friend of theirs that they have that like bitchy villainous thing going on? Mm. Um, yeah, it'll just look, it'll be interesting. Mm. For sure. But time For can sure. only see. Yes. We shall see yes. if we get some Broken Heel Girls in or some Black yep. Divas. Or just yeah. Karen from Finance. <laughs> um, look, I think like the one of the things that, I do like as you were saying is I feel like there is a great opportunity for the cast of who they get to be extremely diverse because that is just what the scene looks like so I feel that if it's less than anything that is diverse it'll just be like guys seriously no seriously. for sure the joys the joys what else do you want to talk about because there has been a lot going on this like there's been since heaps. we last spoke and I feel like every time I f- like think in my head, okay, I need we need to stop talking about our overlords that are Disney. Like we just need to stop oh. talking about them because I feel like it's kind of dominated the conversations that we've had for the past few weeks or, yep. or a couple of months even. And then yep. 
Of course, they just keep coming back and it's like, oh, yeah. I can't escape them anywhere. So a few weeks ago it was announced that Disney Plus was was yeah. coming to Australia and Australia yeah. is going to be one of the first countries to get it. Yeah. So it's coming in November and, of course, everyone's reaction is like, oh, another streaming service. Do mm. we have to? Do we have to get it? And then Disney yeah. very strategically dropped a trailer for The Mandalorian, a Star Wars spinoff. <laughs> See, and this is why Disney are our overlords because they are incredibly clever. One, it's eight ninety nine a month, and do you know how Netflix have their tier service of like, yeah. yes, it starts out to be like, like you know, ten dollars, in which you go, I can afford ten dollars a month, but then it's got like the different tier is like, oh, but you can watch it on different screens, and then it's this, and then if you connect like four people, then it's like. Fourteen ninety nine. So it goes from being like, oh, this is cheap, it's ten dollars, to actually like, no, it's fifteen dollars, mm. which I know is only five dollars, but you know, it adds up. So Disney comes out with its first tier being eight ninety nine, which you go, oh, that's already cheaper than the fifteen dollars I'm paying right now. Well done, Disney, because yeah. even when you're thinking maths, you're not thinking about. Or it's like a year for eighty nine ninety nine or something like that. So you're like, what? All Disney content for $90 a year, that is so cheap. Let's remember we are also the generation that used to pay like $25 for one DVD. So like <laughs> yeah, $90 totally. for unlimited content, we are there. And then, as you were saying, they bring out The Mandalorian. And this is like, this is again why mm. Disney are not stupid. It is absolutely in line with their release date. So the first episode, the release date. It's not like you just go, oh, I feel like watching Moana and The Lion King. Yeah, sure, I'll sign up. Like, you know, it's kind of a timeless area of which you can do that. This is literally, it's hooking you in from day one and it's also... With exclusive content you, done by exactly. really amazing creators. Exactly. Because there's another, like, show that they... Um, announced that there was something with Jeff Goldblum who, Goldblum, who is like literally just him talking about his life. And I was just like, I don't even know what it's about, but of course you're going to watch it. Like that sounds amazing. And there's also like something about High School Musical. Like it was like the musical, the mm. series, again, where you go, I don't know what that's about, but weirdly I want to watch it. Like they tap into both nostalgia where you go, I will want to watch that, and also nostalgia but something new and you go yes I want to watch that as well and all they need which is so clever of Disney is like the only reason why a lot of people got Netflix was to watch Orange is the New Black and House of Cards it was just everyone was talking about it so you go oh for ten dollars I can be up to date with the conversation in the same way Game of Thrones like the number of people who got a Foxtel subscription just to watch Game of Thrones is so smart and this is what I think that they're doing with The Mandalorian It's like Mm. people will pay just to watch that and then all they need to do is like suck them in, get another thing, then people go, "Mm, actually this is really great and also people are lazy. So even if they go, hey, $8.99 is like do I need to spend this? They might go, oh, not really, but it's going to take a lot of effort to kind of unsubscribe. So I'll just keep going. $8.99 is what? Two coffees. Two coffees a month that I don't have to buy and I, then I get access to this this streaming service. Like Disney be clever. Disney well, be clever. This is the other thing though. It's like we are now inundated with streaming services. Mm. Like you've got your Netflix, you've got your Stan, you've got your Amazon, yep. you've got your free-to-air stuff. And uh, yep. incoming Disney, and if you yep. VPN, you have Hulu, and it's like yep. okay, that's a lot of content. 
Yeah. How many do I need to do I need to reckon you can cope with? Oh, this is the thing. I've cut out a lot of streaming in my life because I'm just like I get whelmed by the library on all yeah. all my platforms that I'm just like, uh, ooh, yeah. let's rewatch Mulan. Like yeah. it is legit like that to, for me sometimes, and I'm like, oh, I really need to watch more new stuff. But yeah. I'm getting it, too whelmed and <laughs> overwhelmed. Yeah. I have to stop saying whelmed. I'm getting too. I have to stop being Karen like, for me, you girls. Can, you completely make sense. On the weekend, mm. um. We were deciding what to watch and we're like going through Netflix and there was nothing that was speaking out. And then I was just like, um, speaking of our favourite Taika Waititi, Mm. I was just like, oh, maybe like Wellington Paranormal. I will go back and watch that because I was like, I just want something that's mindless. But you, in those moments where you're inundated with choice is you just go back to something you know rather than watch maybe the new series they've brought out or something like that. So I think that they that like this is maybe the biggest no, it's not that's that's a lie when I say it's I the biggest it's a... challenge facing Disney. But it is definitely one of the challenges it will be. to how they can keep people interested because no doubt a whole lot of other people like Apple. Is Apple bringing out a streaming service, did I see? Like Apple Plus or something like that? Maybe. Like wouldn't surprise yeah. me. But this is also the other thing. You also saw a shift, I think, last year to where people were returning to pirating because yeah. too many services to subscribe to. Everyone's like, well, I've got limited yeah. budget. And if it's only that one exclusive thing I want to watch, you watch. Yeah. I'll just pirate it. Why pay? Yes. Yeah. And this it's- is Australia, notoriously known for pirating Game of Thrones, no matter what. We, so, we are terrible people. We are so. number one in the world for pirating Game of yeah, Thrones. So it's exactly. like, do we? does that model kind of make a comeback <laughs> yeah. and people don't and like you know studios and creators don't get money back from that so I don't know yeah. but yeah they've they've done well because there was also like d23 over the weekend which is pretty yeah. much when like they used to do all their massive announcements everyone did all their massive announcements at comic-con yeah and then like all the comic book like movie franchises they did it there and then marvel got bought up by disney and they were like you know what marvel you're not announcing anything at comic-con anymore we're gonna take you to our massive new expo called like d23 which is pretty much where they announce everything and it's nearly become bigger than comic-con which is quite something but they just let out a bevy of like just stuff like it's too just much like they stuff. lined up all the microphones and then just dropped them one after the other. Oh, it was just like I was like getting over one piece of news. Like, oh, cool, She Hulk, Miss Marvel series. Oh, that's really cool. And then suddenly there's just like ten other things. And I was like, what Eternals? Oh my god, Angelina Jolie's in it. What Kit Harrington's here? What What is going on? It really. I am was... really overwhelmed. Yeah. Oh my god. Are you all right? Are you all right? (laughs) The thing that I think that everyone was talking about, though, was Spider-Man leaving Mm. the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Like, what? How? When? Why? Well, so when Marvel originally had it, they they licensed it out to Sony. And then Sony can keep the rights to the Spider-Man movies as long as they keep making them. And if they don't make it within a certain amount of time, it relapses and goes back to Marvel. And of course, Spider Man is their biggest money maker, but mm. in like in that landmark kind of like agreement that they came to was like, oh, we will loan Spider Man back to you, Marvel, so he can be a part of your MCU for a bit. 
And I think at the time, uh, Disney, they'd get all merchandising rights and about 5%, I think, of the profits made from any standalone Spider-Man movies. So that would have been Spider-Man Far From Home and Homecoming. Like those two, they would have got 5%. So what they did was proposed a new deal because I think this deal was finishing (sighs) in which I think Disney got about 50%. And I think Sony went, nah, mate, you're dreaming. (laughs) Which is how we got to here when they're like, you know, we're going to take Spider-Man back and use our own villains and use our own, from our own collection that we've licensed from you back in the day. Because this is the thing, this was all kind of, when Marvel did all of that, like when they get, when they let, when they licensed it out, it was before they were making movies and they were creating their cinematic universe and like... When Disney bought it, yeah, I think they were like, oh, bigger plans. And now it's like, oh, no, 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 no. And this is the thing. Everyone's like, there was this whole boycott Sony kind of movement because of it. But it's like, if you were a production, like, slash distribution house like Sony and someone gave you that deal, who would say yes in their right mind? No one. Exactly. And this is, but this is the thing is like, this is all happening in the back rooms and, like, business rooms. But, like, what about the fans? What about the audiences? Like, how does it affect Spider-Man moving forward? Well, like, he, he won't be in any more Avengers movies or any of that. So, and, like, you can't have cameos of Tony Stark as a mural anymore. So, and this is the thing. Sony didn't make any money from his appearances in the Avengers or anything. That all went back to Disney. Which is, oh my goodness. So they only made money off the ones, they made majority money of the ones that were like the standalone films, but his, yeah. like his appearances in Avengers, that went back to Marvel Disney. Didn't go back to Sony at all. It's, it's kind of, it's like these negotiational talks is just, it just, I don't know. It's That's, a bit of a mind like yeah you get, and it just yeah. seems like it's a conversation between lawyers when it's like what about the actual creation like the creativity side of stuff like like because surely some ideas are going to get stifled and stuff like that because it's like no you can not do this yes you cannot do that it just seems like yeah everyone wants the biggest slice of the pie that they can get mm. and at what point i yeah is it well, oh, also, but also, like, this is a thing with the last Spider-Man movie. It kind of did end that phase three chapter of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. And, like, mm. all the announcements at D23 are pretty much opening it up to phase four. And, like, in a way, it did end that chapter of Spider-Man. And, like, because his connection, his big connection was with Tony Stark slash Iron Man. And with yeah. him gone, it's like, well, he could take on the legacy or they could probably take it in a totally different direction. So, uh, I mean. Yeah. Well, and I think that the other thing that, like, just is super confusing to me is it's like the actors themselves, they seemed confused. Oh, they and, seemed confused and very sad. And angry, yeah. <laughs> and I can see why. They've created little families in these like making these films so but um the thing uh, the one I enjoyed most was Jeff Goldblum 
<laughs> having no clue what was going on and just looking just abysmally shocked. <laughs> it's, like, it's like, are you supposed to be an actor, Jeff? <laughs> Should you not hit in your It's just like his shocked face was just like, oh, oh, what? poor baby. Oh. Why do you do this to him? <laughs> but, yeah, and that's the thing is you can obviously tell that he is grieving for this. He like, never even worked with Spider-Man. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. He was in Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah. yeah. So, oh, who knows? But, yeah, it's a very big mind minefield. But, hey, there's all, there was a lot of news coming out of D23. The other one that people yeah. were really excited about was – um. The reunion between the Stark brothers. <laughs> oh my goodness! This is like, and this is what I think. The sorry, I keep dropping my mic. Oh no, I just turned it off. I'm very professional right now. Is this is what you were saying about? There are so many announcements mm. in what was going on. It's there's a partly you're just like, how do you even keep up with everything? Versus, yeah, of course. The Stark Brothers, where you're just like, oh, my God, this is happening as well. Yeah. Well, they're returning in the Eternals and Kit Harrington has been confirmed mm. as a Black Knight. So, <laughs> which is everyone's like, oh, my God, when um, in Game of Thrones, the last time, like, you know, they saw each other, it was like, next time I see you, I'll see you in black. And it was like, ooh. <laughs> <laughs> do, you, do you honestly think that that's what that meant at that? Like, no. it was just—it was just a nice coincidence. <laughs> I do feel bad for Kit Harrington though, because he literally cannot be anything other than like Game of Thrones. Like, <laughs> I can't see him as anything else. So, <laughs> but. And having said that, Richard Madden, Madden was in that bodyguard mm. movie. So, yeah, and he's also a DJ in another movie as well. So he's hoping that the Eternals is better for um, his career. I mean, he was he was in the running to be the new Bond as well for a while. Mm. So yeah, he's, no. he's 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 definitely breaking away a bit. But Eternals also has bloody Angelina Jolie in it. Oh, fancy. What's Yeah, Angelina Jolie is in the Eternals and she is super pumped about it too. Oh, oh and she's what? doing a another maleficent film. Mm. You, it's a, it's, I'm just oh, throwing names at you right now. <laughs> no, I was literally I just keep trying to think of like the last time like apart from Maleficent, like the last role that Angelina Jolie was in. Like, does it feel like she's been away for a while? It does, because usually it's like every Oscar season she's there, but she hasn't been there yeah. for a little while. Yeah. It's just like, of course, she's been doing her whole thing with like saving children and having her family. Mm. But, I mean, that's not mad. Like, Angelina Jolie, we support that. Yeah, it has been a little while, but now she's got seemingly heaps on her plate. So yeah. we'll definitely see her coming back. Um, we support it. We support it. Totally. Um, but yeah, there was just so much news. I can't even. And there's a lot of things I'm excited for, but it just kept getting eaten up by other things. <laughs> <laughs> to be like, well, which is we terrible since we are supposed to be these super like pop culture nerds slash geeks. Oh. And here we are. I was like, oh, I'm tired. <laughs> it's like so much. So. The other thing that though is our our dear friend Taika Waititi. 
I'm sorry, I'm not J.J. Abrams. They say, ah, oh, Tiger, we wish we called you J.J. Abrams. Had to play it, had to play it. I always forget that it surprises me. I'm like, <laughs> Sophie, what have you pressed accidentally? And I was like, oh, no, it's not. It's our friend, Tiger Waititi. Um, but him and the Suicide Squad, like, I wouldn't be mad at that. No. So he's in talks to play it, and it's going to be directed by James Gunn, who did Guardians of the Galaxy. So whether mm. they can save it from what it was, that abysmal first one, that they do. <laughs> Well, should be interesting because, I mean, that that didn't go very well. It was not critically Mm. mm, loved. mm, No, it wasn't. But this is what I mean. Like, uh, a Taika Waititi is a very, like, it makes sense. If you can get him on any project, I feel like it just makes sense. And... I, it was his birthday last week. Oh Did you watch gosh. the beautiful surprise that it was and he just turned up looking beautiful? Like, um, Yeah, I sent actual... it to you. It was I know. Keisha <laughs> Castle Hughes, <laughs> like, surprising him at a house party. <laughs> but that was the thing is, like, he just turns up looking beautiful and being beautiful. Like, and that's him just casually. Him <laughs> in an actual movie where he's supposed to be there. You just go, Wow, how could you how could you not? <laughs> well, happy birthday, Tiger. Every way. We hope you had a great birthday. Yeah. We love you on this yeah. show. Probably a bit too much. But Except hey. <laughs> can we also get mad at him? Like let's just temper the love okay. and then Is it his fault madness. though? Is it his fault? So the latest yeah. On the release of Jojo Rabbit is it's premiering at all the film festivals. So I think at TIFF next week and then yep. a couple more after that. And then it gets general release yep. in the US. Yeah. Mid-October. Yeah. And Tali, guess how long we have to wait? Too long, Sophie. We have to wait too long. Boxing Day. What that, even? It's legitimate (laughs) like october 18th is essentially where it gets released to the rest of the world boxing day is december 26th that is over two months from where the rest of the world like gets it and to go full circle as you said before australia very good at pirating stuff like will we be able to wait for two months before we can watch jojo rabbit i don't know i don't know if we can i don't know if we can it's just, why? Like, yeah. that's just rude. Like, couldn't yeah. you cut a deal with Australian cinemas? I'm sure they would have happily just, lapped it up considering how well Thor went. Yeah, I don't understand why, like, I get, like, Boxing Day release is a big deal, but why? Why so much longer afterwards? But it's usually a blockbuster. This is Tiger's... This isn't Thor. This isn't yeah. his big, big blockbusters. This is one of his, yeah. like, smaller projects. I mean, still incredible cast, but it's, like, yeah, it's again, not big, again. massive superhero blockbuster, which is what those Boxing yeah. Day releases are definitely always have been saved yeah. for. Yeah. But that just, again, goes to show, like, why are you waiting to Boxing Day? Is it because there's absolutely nothing else like due cats. to come out. <laughs> Creepy ass cats. Is that coming out? Oh day? my god. I swear to God. <laughs> I'm, I'm currently looking it up because if it's release date, like Creepy Ass Cats, if Creepy Ass Cats comes out before Jojo Rabbit, I'm going to be very mad. <gasps> no, no. Does it? When? 
I just wrote Cat's release date. Yeah. And it says 20th of December 2019. Well, they'll probably get if... pushed back to probably 26 in yeah, Australia. Yeah, I was like, I don't know if that's the Australia. I think that's but worldwide. That's definitely UK and US, yeah, December well, 20th. They'll probably push it back for us since Boxing Day's bigger. <laughs> Sorry. No. <laughs> Sorry, He's no. up against creepy cats. <laughs> Sophie, no. Oh, my God. I just weirdly, as I've obviously clicked, like, to find out when the release date is, mm. there is a photo, like, a little still image of Taylor Swift as her cat version. And you're just like, I can tell it's Taylor Swift because it looks like Taylor Swift with just, like, a weird cat thing like with the cat ears but at the same time I'm like I can see your your boobs like you literally look like a woman with cat ears oh creepy cats creepy cats oh boy oh my god we're in oh. for a t- we're in for a time aren't we well I just had a thought like you know how you said the release yeah. might have been the 20th that's yeah. risky come to think of it because I think that's the week that Star Wars Rise of Skywalker comes out Oh, oh, no, yeah, 19th of December, mm. Australia release. Mm. Oh, Sophie, mm. that is interesting. So unless everyone's just avoiding, well, this is the other thing. I'm like, why would you put Jojo Rabbit in the same month as Star Wars? That is just rude. Yeah. What are they... It's it's very, very interesting because that's the 19th of December. Mm. Cats, surely people would be more excited about Star Wars because, mm. of course. And with the it's – not, it's not a trailer as much as it's a teaser because it was, like, literally about, like, it was, like, 90 seconds of, here, here's what's happened in all the <laughs> other Star Wars so far. And then it was about 10 seconds of, ooh tease let me tease you and of course the big thing from the teaser was the fact that ray was there with her red lightsaber so Um, like that was also like a double lightsaber which means double has she gone to the dark side bum 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 Bum, bum, bum. There was a part of me that I saw it and I was like, oh, has she? And then I was like, oh, is she just in disguise? Like, has she, is she tricking them? And then well, there's like a scene of deceit, but then they use that as the tease to get people having this conversation that she has turned. But really, no, she hasn't. Well, but maybe she has. Maybe she's both. Well, Sophie, what's going on? I don't know. Well, considering this this trilogy is really emanating the original trilogy, which was an arc of redemption. Oh. Mm, I don't know. I guess everyone will become goods again eventually. (laughs) (laughs) It's pretty much the duality of life, that everyone is both good and bad and you can always become good. It is a common trope and theme across <laughs> every genre slash the hero's journey. I mean... So what you're saying, Sophie, is we don't have to go to the movies on the 19th of December to watch Rise of Skywalker and instead we should wait to the 20th and watch Cats. Is that what you're saying? No. <laughs> Absolutely not. 
it's a choice. <laughs> it's the exact opposite. Even if it is a well-known and loved trope, we will still watch it. Absolutely. I mean, you want to know uh, how it turns out. Exactly. All the twists and turns. Because it's the final one, mm. isn't it? And it'll be the Sorry. last one with um, Carrie Fisher in it as well. Yeah. But do we, okay, do we actually think it is going to be the final one? Well, they have every other spin-off on Disney Plus, so. Yeah, that's know. what I mean. It's like there's never, there's like no original idea ever. No. It's like they say it's the final one now and then wait in 20 years. They'll oh, be like, oh, revisited. There's no original ideas because they're all getting eaten up by giant monopolies. Yeah, because I did see something which at this stage you don't even know if it's true or not anymore, but there's a live-action remake of Lady and the Tramp. Did oh, you there see is. That? There is. So, that so was announced know. at D23 as well. No. See, this is what, this is what concerns me. Is I see things and I just go, oh, obviously that's like the Batuta advocate of the pop culture world where it's just like they're live making remaking everything this is the stupidest thing that they could remake. Oh, no. No. They're, they're making Lady in uh, the Tramp. And I think, yeah, stupid. they're using, I think Tramp was a rescue dog. So, and they, like, did a call out to do, like, adopt these dogs afterwards. They finished filming. So. No. No, I don't support it. <laughs> Everything's going to be a remake for the next 10 years, Tali. This is the life that we live now. This, this is. This, this is, is my question. What happens, what happens in 20 years when they're needing to make new films? Is it just a remake of the remake? Well, for like the popular blockbusters, yeah, I'd say because, so. Like, if where are the original films that are being made now that they can remake in twenty years? I don't know. <laughs> Just you have to look the at the dramas, are... but they're not fantastical enough for the blockbuster people. <sighs> it is like, but literally, what is it going to be? Very tiny, independent, cult classics. We're just gonna, we're just gonna go way back. Yeah. They'll remake what? Buffy. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> I said laugh, they're gonna go but... into the cult. They're gonna go into the cult classics. I mean, they did it with uh, it, didn't they? But okay, cool. And then we'll pay for a streaming service that'll be like twelve ninety nine, and we'll pay for it because we'll be idiots mm-hmm. or pirating, or we'll pirate it, or we'll just give up, or maybe we won't even watch things. They'll just be like super imposed into our brains. I don't know. Oh, the world, the world, Sophie, the world. So much happening, Tali. It really and yet is. so the little. Skills. Yeah, <laughs> the skills, the skills, how to form that line. Well done. <laughs> And the other thing that I just want to quickly mention, um, the VMAs were on this week and Missy Elliott and Lizzo <gasps> are like all over my newsfeed and I oh am not God. mad at either of them. Right? It truly was a celebration of those two and their music. Um, Missy Elliott, her performance was just actually wild i was just like she's so talented and it had all the classic missy elliott hits she even bring back the dancer yeah which i thought was just genius i was like you clever missy you're so so clever um that performance was amazing and then also like lizzo Mm. she is just seriously having her moment at 
at right. the moment and I'm not mad at it. And it's so funny because a lot of her songs that are really popular right now, she released so long ago, mm. but because people have discovered her and are loving her, it's like, yes, popularity. And even Obama, I saw during the week, he does like his summer playlist because it's summer over there. Um, his summer playlist of songs that he is loving and even Obama, you know, former US president, is a mm. Lizzo fan. So it's just like, what? You do you. You do you. And, like, her body positivity is oh, next level. Just having big dances on stage with her. Oh, just absolutely. doing their thing and looking yep. bloody amazing at it. Yeah. Yeah, like... it's just so great. And that was the other thing too is like um, Missy Elliott, she won the like Michael Jackson Achie- uh, like Achievement Award, which I'm also a little bit, I, thought they I don't know it. how we feel about Michael Jackson in terms of like it. having some kind of legacy award in his honour. Yeah. But, you know. Video va- Vanguard Award. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it, it has something like the like Michael Jackson video. So anyway, anyway, we'll digress from that. But also Missy Elliott paid tribute to her dancers to be like, thank you to the dance community. And they're not just, you know, some background props as mm. I'm singing. She's like, they are literally the heartbeat to my songs, which I was like, oh, that is so beautiful. Um, but then I also did have to laugh because she posted on Instagram that she lost her necklace. So <laughs> she's like, um, if anyone has seen this necklace and posted a picture, could you please let me know? Because like I lo- lost it backstage. And so people are like, oh, okay, cool. Like um, you're having a really great night, but then necklace lost. I love also how on Twitter people were like stop co- like flashing back to Taylor and the Hadid girls. We want to see more Missy. Oh my god. Because through the programs look- I kept cutting to them dancing. Oh, their version yeah. of dancing. And it was just yeah. like, no, was- Missy's got amazing dancers on stage with her. Cut back to yeah. them. It was also um the Lizzo, but also Missy. I don't know. I also saw a lot of um Queen Latifah. There was mm. a lot of cuts to Queen Latifah in her Bless. red suit as well. Bless. So it's obviously where the cameras were set up that they tried to do a hey, let's just do this. But yeah. I did feel like there was a lot of Taylor Swift and um, Bella and Gigi Hadid dancing as well. It's like, it's a bit much. It's a bit much. Yeah. But it really felt it was like a lot of artists of colour were really like nailing it at the VMAs this year. Like you had mm. um, Lil Nas X, he was yeah. there as well, looking oh my very God. fine in his Prince, um, his Prince yeah. inspired, inspired Yeah, outfit. it was beautiful. It was stunning. Yeah. Whew. Hello. Also, like, I feel like the VMAs, they kind of lost relevance for a while, but it feels like they've come back with a vengeance this year. Yeah. And I think that that's the thing with, like, general award shows is that you can also have award show fatigue because essentially sometimes it is. It's like famous people in a room, like, patting each other on the back for being famous and successful. But I feel like when people are, I don't know, spreading a message making a difference then you're like yeah I will get behind it as opposed to just you know sometimes the trash that comes through where you're just like oh okay I don't I don't know how I feel about you right now (laughs) yeah it's a it's an interesting world that we live in Sophie it's an interesting world but having said that I am all here for Lizzo and her music right now so you can keep giving her awards bringing her to award shows doing award things I'm here for all of it all of it well, definitely adding – is Lizzie playing anything? She's only doing one show in Australia, right? I know. I know. Don't talk to me about it. I'm very upset. I have friends who are still convinced that she's going to do a side show, and I'm like, guys, she's not. This is not her gig. That's just rude. 
I know, but it's also like well done for not becoming overexposed. Like, <laughs> there's a part of me that is also like Solange. Like Solange is coming back to the opera house, and mm. it's like, yes, I have tickets to go see her. But then at the same time, I'm like, oh, are you going to do this every year? Because like, it was like, like two years ago when she came. No, it was last year. Was it? Yeah. Oh, so like, okay. By the time she comes back, it will be two years. No. Because oh no, she came for Vivid last like, year. It was she's coming back. Like she came last year in like September. Like let's give her the benefit of the doubt, but it also could have been like October or whatever. It was and June. she's coming it was in vivid. January. It was vivid. Twenty. So I mean, it's definitely a year, but like maybe it's a year and maybe a couple of months. Mm. Huh. I'm just, I'm just saying. Time. What even is it? But you yeah, know, I get yeah. I get that vibe because I don't think she sold out either, Solange. Yeah. She has four shows and I was like, I need to get these tickets in before they sell out and they're still on sale. And I was like, oh, oh. Really? what? Well, that's not, not nice. <laughs> well, I think the first two nights sold out really quickly, but like the other yeah. two nights, there's still quite a few tickets left for that. Oh. Wild. <sighs> it's a world out there. Totally it's a world, is. Sophie. It's a world. Um, But yeah, based on how we ending this podcast, I'm seriously just tangent central today. <laughs> Aren't we all? But hey, listen to Lizzo. Listen to more Missy Elliott. Um, yes. yes. Get excited for Drag Race. And yeah. yeah and, and we'll just wait till November until when Disney Plus yep. launches and then we can say yep. yay or nay. Yeah. And then maybe put a candle out for the Spider-Man actors. <laughs> like oh. put a candle out for Jeff. Put a candle out for Jeff. He's so confused, yep. the poor bubba. Yep. But other than that, <laughs> listen to some Lizzo and the world will be okay. <laughs> Well, Tali, thank you again for another glorious gaggle of geeks. No, thank you, Sophie. She'll catch you next time for more gaggle. You shall indeed. On that note, <laughs> bye. bye.